Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Yusuf Business Academy podcast. In this episode, we're diving into the fascinating topic of how AI is changing the game of content creation. With the rise of super intelligence, it's, super, it's natural to wonder what is going to be the determining factor that will stand between those who create content that attracts attention and those who don't. Joining me today is my co-host Ron, and we'll be exploring some of the key factors that may influence success in this new era of content creation with AI. From creativity and understanding the audience to technical skills and business acumen, we'll be covering it all. So sit back, relax, and learn how to thrive in the age of AI-powered content creation. Ron, how exactly. are you today? I'm doing great, and I think we have a very interesting topic today. Um, and I also think a lot of list people that are listening right now already have used, I think, ChatGPT since it's being out now for, I think, two months, the 3.5 version. Yeah. Quite a it's while, been, it's so been, it's been out for a while. Yeah, and uh, two weeks ago, uh, as of a recording right now, uh, ChatGPT four came out, and I'm using it as well, and it's really crazy. And I think, uh, yeah, in this podcast we can have a talk about it, like how because it will impact the whole YouTube game. It is already impacting the whole YouTube game. Um, and so I think, what's, it, what's yeah. the difference you're seeing between three point five and four? It's a little bit more detailed and okay. you can uh, g give it certain prompts that will, for example, make a video script, uh, give it more personality, you know? Um, so for example, I'm using it for some scripts for, uh, for another channel and I, I tell the, ch I tell JetGPT4 to really include some personality as if he's speaking towards the viewer more to make it more engaging. Um, and he use, he, he adds like certain small things. Uh, to certain sentences to make it sound more natural instead of mm. it's just spitting facts or making a story. So it's more like, it's more suitable right now for my voiceover uh, because it has some elements like, for example, he says something and then the, the, the script that he wrote is like, oh, that's crazy, right? So after a complex sentence or a fascinating sentence, he adds wording like that to so the voiceover can make it more uh, personal, you know? So... That's right. the biggest changes I've seen. And in terms of like explaining things or it, it's basically understanding prompts better if you're specific with your prompt. So, right. Yeah. That's the Do biggest change. Do you mind change. sharing with us maybe uh, like a prompt that you really like? Because you mentioned that you've been asking it to include more of a personality. So do you yeah. mind sharing with us, like, how do you structure your prompt? Because I think that's going to be a big thing nowadays. It's like, you know, sharing, okay, how do you do your yeah. prompting? For a new channel uh, that I've been starting out, uh, I've been using, for example, uh, this sentence. And like with ChatGPT, it's very important that you tell the AI that it's now like a certain person. So I start off my prompt with, you are now a YouTube expert that knows exactly how to come up with video topics, video titles, and thumbnail concepts that will generate millions of views. You know exactly how the human psychology works and what makes the people click on a YouTube video. Your audience on YouTube consists of people that are interested in, and then you insert your niche or I don't know. Uh, so basically you're, you're telling exactly what ChatGPT needs to be and what kind of people he needs to attract. Uh, then I also say, based on some successful successful YouTube videos that went viral, uh, I want you to think of 15 new video topics, blah, uh, matching video titles and thumbnail concepts that will pique viewers' curiosity. Here are the examples. Then I will give one about three examples with like a video title, a topic, and a thumbnail concept. And how do you how do you describe the thumbnail concept? Um, what I do, for example, is uh, 
if there's a person on the thumbnail, I say there, this person is on the thumbnail. He's looking like this. He's looking sad or he's happy or basically the expressions on his face. Mm-hmm. Then I say like the color scheme, um, it's as a dark background or a light background. Um, it has certain text on it. The, the, and I just mentioned the text phrases. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's basically it. So mostly the general stuff that you see. So, that's a pretty detailed prompt right there. Yeah. So it, it, because if you give like a couple of examples, he, the ChatGPT will also know, okay, this is the kind of structure he's looking for when I give more examples. Mm-hmm. And he basically can use that as a, as a base. And because you're inserted new information about the audience and stuff like that, it can pretty easily generate some new topics, titles, and thumbnail concepts. And for me, it's, it's working pretty well. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a prompt, one of the prompts I and, have been and, using. And uh, how are you, like, are you liking the results that it's giving you, ChatGPT4? Yeah, I do. Like, not all the topics, of course, are, are like, matching. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, it's generating, like... 10 or 15 video ideas out of nowhere and one or two are maybe pretty interesting and from there you can send it in a more in a certain direction and from there you can make more of that variant you know so yeah you start broad can you take us from can you take us like now deeper into the process okay like you got you know you asked for 10 15 ideas and then you start, okay, you get like one or two good ideas. How do you refine and go deeper into expanding those? And what that, what does that process look like for you? Yeah, for example, if you just ask ChatGPT to generate 15 topic ideas about a specific niche, the topic ideas itself will be like all over the place. So it's like multiple topic ideas. But if you see, for example, one topic idea that's interesting, then you can copy that one and say, hey, make more topic ideas that are based on this idea. So basically you're starting broad. And then once you find a certain interesting topic, you start to narrow it down and give it specific input based on that specific angle. So yeah, I, I can don't can't I can't really come up right now with an example without like revealing my whole niche myself because I have the prompts <laughs> in front of me. But it's basically you start broad uh, with ChatGPT just to get ideas. Um, and from there, you probably find one or two interesting angles. And based on those angles, you can use that information to get more, more variants of it, basically. Yeah, that's super interesting. I've my, myself been exploring different AI tools, um, including ChatGPT as well. And, you know, I'm just super fascinated by the technology. And I listened yeah. to the Sam Altman um, podcast with uh, Lex Friedman. Uh, oh, yeah, I super, checked it as well. Yeah, super interesting as well, and um, yeah, I think you know the future is really bright for humanity and for you know everyone. Basically, I think AI overall is going to have a tremendous um, positive net benefit for um, yeah the civilization. Period. Yeah. Um, Quick note: if you're like a thumbnail designer or a video editor or a script writer, <laughs> it's maybe different. Because you're like you're gonna be replaced soon, or you need to yeah need to, need Do you to think understand so? yeah for script writing for sure, uh, especially with ChatGPT four with the difference I see. Um, I talked to you uh, like this morning, uh, Quebecop, big YouTuber. He's fully into AI right now, yeah. and he's already tr- trying out to have like AI for like moving elements. So basically for video editing, and f- he has like a lot of gaming channels. And because with gameplay, you have so much data to put in the AI and how it looks like. 
maybe like a year from now you can say hey generate gameplay uh, of Fortnite. i'm doing these kind of kills or i have no idea i never played Fortnite, but you can basically tell uh, the ai to generate gameplay that the specific things okay they, yeah they don't so need to me, film anymore let me play the devil's advocate here so you know this AI, right, ChatGPT in particular, is a tool, right? That's what Sam Altman talks about because they were discussing back and forth and then Lex said, oh, it's um, him or her or it's an it, right? So referring to ChatGPT and Sam said, like, it's an it, right? Because it's a tool, right? It's, um, it's technology. And so they were arguing also about like, you know, does it have consciousness or not, right? And they both agreed that it doesn't have consciousness. But, you know, we are at the very early stages of, you know, this AI revolution. And what's interesting is that everything that, you know, ChatGPT knows comes initially from the human knowledge, right? So the question is about creativity and originality. Right. And I have a point here that I would like to read out is that AI tools, right, on the topic of like, you know, thumbnail designers and scriptwriters are going to be replaced, right? So AI tools can assist content creators, right? You can, it can make you like 10 times more productive. But the argument is can they replace human creativity and originality? Because content creators who can come up with a unique and compelling ideas and execute them in interesting ways may be more likely to attract and retain audiences. So sure, you can ask ChatGPT to, you know, give you 10, 15 ideas and write a script and, you know, not in the near, in the near future is going to, you know, give you thumbnails and edit your videos and whatever, right? But it knows all of that because there was human input. But what if you stop giving it human input? It's going to stay at that same base level. You know yeah, what I mean? Data. So, it, yeah. yeah, it's data, right? So it needs data to continuously learn, right? And, and yeah. I think because I've been really pondering about this topic a lot, right? And the question that I'm asking myself now is, okay, let's play a little mind game. So let's say that Everyone has access to all of the craziest AI, you know, tools, you know, script writing and thumbnails and video editing and, and you know, human-like voiceover. So you can basically put together a video using, you know, four different tools or let's say they, <laughs> they bring it all under one tool and you just say, hey, make me a video about this, right? I want to hear five examples, right? And then it does that. What's going to that look like in comparison to someone saying or like a human that or, or like a human sitting with experience of the YouTube game and saying, okay, I'm going to make a video. Do you think the human has more creativity because he's a human rather than all the, the data set that is in, in chat GPT or the human is generally just like super limited and he needs tools yeah. and stuff? I think the, the latter. Like... <laughs> The AI has so much data, input data sets, and it's increasing like every day, like crazy, exponential. We only have a limited amount of brain processing power. I don't know. Sure, I agree with that. But I don't know if like how much, like they were talking about also which jobs are going to be replaced, right? And one of the job that Sam said is um, customer support, right? Customer service. Yeah. Um, 
Sure, I can see how that is, you know, can happen. So let's say you have a web shop and, you know, someone is messaging in the chat, hey, I ordered this, at, you know, at, at yeah. this time, when can I expect my order? And then, you know, that can all happen, right? Instantaneously. Uh, but I don't know about the creative field. Really, I don't know about the creative field. I could be wrong and I could be looking back at this at, in five, 10 years and I can be like, man, you didn't think, see far enough into the future. I think you just need to be creative with the prompts part. Like if you can be creative enough with writing the prompt, um, I think then ChatGPT has the tools to generate those unique ideas. Like if you will say to ChatGPT, yeah, generate me five unique ideas. Like that's a very broad prompt. Yeah. And then it's probably not as unique. But if you have a crazy idea that you've come up with yourself and you can translate that crazy idea into a good prompt, yeah. then ChatGPT has the right tools to create something unique. So I think creating good prompts will be like the key to, to using AI effectively in the future. Yeah. One thing for sure that AI tools right now are doing is <laughs> making you way more productive, like yeah. 10 times more productive. And it's insane. So, okay, let's stay on this argument about learning to prompt, right? So it's gonna, it's, it comes down to prompting. Let's say someone says, you know, a broad prompt, hey, give me 10 ideas for a YouTube video. And then someone like you says, you know, a long prompt, super detailed, hey, this is my audience, this is the examples, this is, you, you are like this, and, you know, gives it like, personality and all this, right? So how does one now go ahead and start learning these prompts and how to interact with AI technology? What do you think? Yeah, it's just being curious and try, yes, check other videos, check what other people are, are putting in. Like there are so many uh, guides already and tutorials with certain prompts you can use. It's just a yeah. lot of experimenting because nobody knows yet or like, well, people slowly going to figure it out, but it totally depends on what kind of niche you're in or what kind of uh, business you have, but it's just experimenting. And the more detailed you can be with your prompt, the better ChatGPT can give you an answer, you know? So yeah, it's just trying out, experimenting, seeing what other, see what other people are doing. Um, yeah. And of course, like ChatGPT 4 is already better than 3.5. So upgrading to that already helps. Mm. Um, yeah, just stay on top of the AI and prompting game, and I think you'll do re really well. Have you been playing around with any other tools except for ChatGPT? Yeah, I tried Bing Chat, but I don't really like it. Okay, it's, it's connected. By yeah, it's by Microsoft, but it's it's connected to the internet. By and Dolly. I thought, yeah. Oh, Dolly as well. Okay. Yeah, it's powered but, by Dolly. But the annoying thing, I I really like. I I asked for example to to list five YouTube videos that match with my topic. And then it just lists three things. Like it's so annoying. Even if I say list minimum of three things or five things, it still gives a top three. And those kind of details is already annoying me. But I don't think like uh, what, what Bing chat is doing, I think it's more asking your question and it's looking for Google results, but it's presenting the Google results in terms of an answer. So it's not as creative as ChatGPT in my opinion. Right. Right, you're talking about um, the chat feature, right? Yeah. You're not talking about the image generation feature. No, no, no I haven't okay. tried that. I, was, I tried Midjourney though, but how was Midjourney? How do you find? Yeah, it? I, good. I tried it for some thumbnails, but I, I actually heard that Midjourney version version five is already much better, and I haven't tried that one yet. 
But I, I saw like some images uh, yesterday or two days ago going around Twitter about Donald Trump being arrested. Whole image was fake. Looked yeah. really realistic. It's crazy. Yeah, dude, this is another topic, by the way. How do we now distinguish between what's real and what's not? Yeah. But, but the whole thing is images are just starting point. Video will appear yeah. as well. Then you can basically, with, in terms of if we link it to YouTube again, you can like the, the guy Quebocop, the YouTuber, he already has like a virtual influencer on YouTube called Blue, yeah. Blue Gaming. I saw, I saw that. If you can, like that's like, you can see it, it's, it's like digital, but if you can eventually make it realistic, you can create a whole personality around a specific YouTube channel. I already found some other virtual guy that's doing like reacting channels with a virtual character, yeah. but now the virtual character still looks fake. But if it doesn't look fake anymore, you can create any personality you want. You can create any AI voice you want. You can do all the scripting automated. You can do the titles automated. Um, the video editing will probably be automated eventually as well. You can run so many YouTube channels that just fully automated in, in the future. So the next step logically is text to video. Yeah. And uh, I watched a YouTube video by, uh, I can't remember his name now, but he was basically showing um, a text to video tool on huggingface.co. Uh, it's like a space there and people make these different like, um, you know, tools that you can use and play around with. And basically, uh, you know, you, you input something and then it gives you a video right now. It's really like still really raw and not good at all, but that's exactly where we were with like image generation at the beginning and look where it is right now. Yeah. So the next logical thing is text to video, right? You, give it a super detailed prompt. Hey, you know, generate me a video in this niche about this topic. This is the, you know, the main points. This is the script. Or maybe you just give it a script and it generates you video. Right? Yeah. And then you use Midjourney or something else to generate your thumbnail. Then you use ChatGPT to generate you a, <laughs> a title and boom, you're alive. <laughs> yeah, it's and crazy. Then you, and then you hire someone or you have another AI to just automate that whole process and say, hey, post one video a day or three videos a day. And what's then? What's next? I don't know. We'll see. No, nobody knows. If everyone is going to, this is the question. This is my question. If everyone is going to have access to these things and you automate it to a point where you don't touch your computer and you have, you know, as many videos as you want being posted every single day on autopilot with super good quality, right? Yeah, but, but then I like, think if everyone it, does that. It still needs creativity in the, in the beginning. The whole video idea itself needs human creativity. The does video it? editing style, yeah, of course. But you said you said you don't need creativity. You yeah, just but no, but it, it all yeah, but it all starts with the way how detailed your prompt is. Otherwise, you will have very general video ideas. So the very beginning is you, you need to have your own creativity and style and that kind of stuff. You insert it in ChatGPT and based on your input, it's making things. But if you're not giving it good input, the output will also be like not good. And you will probably, if people are not putting as much effort on in prompting, they will probably end up with a very broad result that everybody will then get. And that, then, then if, everybody, if, if everybody is like getting broad results and making like boring videos, 
then those won't be successful. So okay. I think it's a yeah. new quality level on YouTube then that's like, yeah. yeah, I'm so curious. I'm trying to like imagine in my head a reality where, you know, that, that, that scenario, right. Where it's like, everything is automated and you know, everyone has access and you know, it's like all AI driven, like what's going to be then the determining factor between the videos, not the, not the videos. Let's, let's, let's put the videos aside. The people, right. Cause like we're humans at the end of the day. Right. And the videos being watched on YouTube are being watched by humans. Right. So yeah. what's that going to look like in terms of which videos are, are going to be, uh, getting attention or, and not because let's say in the, in the faceless world of YouTube, you can generate like a typical faceless video with fully AI, right? Um, top 10, I don't know, weirdest animals that you don't know about, or, you know, MMA or Mike Tyson or whatever, right? We all have seen those channels, but then like, if everybody can do it, what's going to stand out? Cause when everybody does it, then it's not, it's original. a new baseline. Yeah. It's like, if everyone does it, then that's the baseline and that doesn't get like, but that's a natural process. Like, like the, the top 10, uh, that you just mentioned five years ago, it was fine. Now it isn't already anymore. So because everybody does it. Yeah. So it's with every, everything, like there's new technology. So the baseline improves. People expect a different quality. Same with YouTube automation. Like two years ago, it was way easier to start a channel than now because there's more competition. People expect more quality. It's like a normal process in humanity. I think. Yeah. Things the start to improve. Yeah. Gets uh, higher and higher. Exactly. But now, like we have different tools to up the baseline, and there's probably still an audience for like more uh, sincere content, like. Probably once tech and AI is overtaking our lives, people probably hunker to uh, towards more sincere and person personal touches and contact. So that probably will also be a thing. It's not all AI, I think. That's what I think is actually pretty important. Is you know the human touch. So I think like we always talk about this pendulum swinging, right? And right now everyone is crazy about these AI and you know, it's a hype, right? It's a hype train and everybody's going to start using them and the videos are going to be more optimized than ever. And eventually that in itself is going to become too much. And what we're going to start craving is the raw, the human, the, the mistakes, the suffering, you know, sharing of, of, of like, of our emotions and feelings. And, and, and I think that is probably going to be the, this pendulum back, right? Where we, cause right now it's like, everything is really polished and that's what we want. But then if that gets too much, then naturally I think we're going to want to have the, you know, unpolished, the raw. Yeah. But then you can also make a, an AI prompt where you say, Hey, make an unpolished <laughs> video. That's raw. That made that looks like it's real. So that's, that's still yeah. possible though. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I think, you know, preparing for this podcast, I was uh, using ChatGPT to give me some bullet points and main ideas from different books. And there are a couple of interesting books um, that 
talk about like the future and merging basically with different with, with computers, right? With technology. One of the book is called "The Singularity Is Near" uh, by Ray Kurzweil, and the second one is called uh, "The Fourth Industrial Revolution" by Klaus Schwab, and. You know, they look into the future, right? They look into like the 2045, 2050, right? So something like 25, 30 years from now. Because this is just the beginning, right? What we're having now, ChatGPT and everything, that's just the beginning, right? So to me, it's always fascinating to try to think, you know, so far ahead that it's even hard to imagine. Like, how is that merging process going to look like between humans and um, computers. Yeah. We probably become one. Singularity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're already one, by the way. If you see how much hours people spend on their phone and a computer. Yeah, yeah, cyborgs. Yeah. But I mean, we still got to go to the toilet. Yeah, for now. <laughs> you never know. I don't know. Yeah. So the question is, are we ever going to not need to go to the toilet, like let's say you and I right now are recording, you know, a podcast episode, right? But is it ever going to be that we can, but you know, before or after we probably need to still go to the toilet, but like, is there ever going to come a point where our kids or grandkids can record a podcast or is that going to be even a thing? I don't even know. And not need to go to the toilet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think everything is in the end is possible. Like it's pretty scary. Like on the long term, like I, I think it it's scary. Nah, not really scary, but like there, there are a lot of things going to change. And if you're not prepared for it, then it can be scary. Yeah. Um, but you need to be open for it, I think, because you're not stopping it. Because in humanity, we're always trying to improve. That's the dopamine uh, we have in our brain, you know? The molecule of more. Exactly. So it's not <laughs> stopping at all. But I think there are some trends like, uh, yeah, like, for example, because of that technology, I think people around my age they for example they get children later they don't marry as quickly and like 30 40 years ago when my parents they got married at, at 21 or something and a lot of yep. people in their in their circle as well so now people are also getting married later getting children later so maybe i don't know we eventually also get less pop, less population in the world i don't know it's like because of technology right because we have so much distractions true people are living online like they can get as much joy online as in the real life. What so, are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. It's like people, like, I don't know. It's just crazy where it can all yeah. go to. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to read two points here. So that Kurzweil actually, uh, Kurzweil talks about. So um, first is technology will transform humanity. Kurzweil believes that new technologies, including artificial intelligence, nanotechnology, and biotechnology will transform the human experience in ways we can't yet imagine, including enhancing human intelligence, expanding human lifespans, and enabling us to merge with machines. The merging of humans and machines. So Kurzweil suggests that humans will increasingly merge with machines, eventually leading to a new form of of hybrid consciousness. Let's go. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> insane. <laughs> Just yeah. reading that, like, to me, it makes sense, right? But if you think about it for a second, like, 
That's crazy. We went from like apes to merging with our own creation, a computer, right? In the 40s, they discovered, they made um, a transistor. And now we're becoming part of that transistor yeah. or we're like merging with them. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I know. It's it's, uh, but you're not stopping it. Nobody is stopping it. The train doesn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So let's come back for a second to the to YouTube and AI technologies. Um, so the person listening right now to this podcast is like, okay, that's cool. I like it. I'm part of this. Let's go. How can I use it for myself? Right? Yeah. So we talked about in the beginning, like, sure, you can use ChatGPT to, like, I mean, right now, right? So obviously technology is evolving fast, but right now, right? So you can use ChatGPT for video idea generation, yeah. title script generation, writing. script writing. How, in what other ways right now can we Terminal use concepts. AI? So terminal concepts itself. I, I, I'm not as familiar with Midjourney version five, but you could get thumbnail designs from there, like not the full thumbnail, but yeah. maybe elements of your thumbnail um, that you can let, just use in your, like a certain, if you have a certain scenario that you can find on the internet that you want in your thumbnail, you can have that generated. Um, but think. do you then still need a human being to say, hey, here is a concept of a thumbnail. Now make it what I like. Now polish it. That right now you still need to polish it, polish it with Photoshop. Yeah. So you still need a human. Because you or like, or yeah. maybe you need a human to recreate it. You say, hey, this is what I have in mind. Yeah. Make exactly. For example, if you're looking for a specific background, like for example, your 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 channel is about space, and you want to have on the background uh, the background of Mars. I don't know. You don't have so many images of Mars, so you can have have it created by Midjourney, for example. Midjourney created because it was feeded all the images of Mars. Yeah, yeah, but you can you can put certain elements in there. I don't know, so you can get creative there. But like those kind of images, you can use in your thumbnail. For sure. video editing, it's still really bad, but I think that's just a matter of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you think that's going yeah. to look like editing AI? I'm really curious about that. I think it will look exactly the same as now. Like so you, you give it a raw file and you say, hey, I here's think a crazy-ass prompt, make it? Yeah, because it has basically, let, let's say just for example, the tool has all the YouTube videos in the database, everything. You can just say, hey, make the intro like Sunny V2, uh, do the transitions like this, uh, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Dude, so, that's crazy. Yeah, so... Then, then the, edit, and the editing is just like in the end, editing is also a lot of people use templates and certain flows to make editing easier because there's, I think you notice, I, I haven't done much editing, but if I talk to my video editors, they have like certain ways of working to speed up certain elements. They use flows or templates and stuff like that. Yeah. That's also something that ChatGPT can use eventually if, if you have like a video editing version. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think eventually everything will be possible through AI. Vo voice is already, voiceover is already possible. It's getting better and better. Um, the crazy thing, um, but for example, I, I saw today, Quabocop did a vlog as well, and he was in the airplane. He filmed himself, but the audio was really trash because he was in an airplane and a lot of background noises. And yes, they, they put his AI voice over his actual voice to make it sound like a podcast voice. And it sounded amazing. Really? So, 
yeah, I can send it to over you after the podcast. But wow. those kind of small tricks as well, like you don't have to use AI for your whole video for everything. Yeah, um, but you can use it to improve the qual overall quality of your video and make your audience more uh, yeah happy because the quality is higher. Yeah, I've actually been playing around with uh, also a couple of different AI tools. So one of them, I made a video on my channel as well. Um, so one of them is called Ele uh, Eleven Labs. I basically cloned my voice, which is insane. And the crazy thing is, it sounds so realistic and so good. Because before, when I was playing around with those, you know, they sounded still robotic. Yeah. Eleven Labs, if you give it to someone, chances are they won't be able to distinguish it at this point any longer, whether it's a human or a computer. Yeah, and you know why? Because the voice is also imperfect. You hear like the breathing and like the pauses. Yeah. So it can eventually uh, do, replicate the, the raw aspect of humans as well with everything, I think. Yeah, I just basically signed up with 11 Labs, exported my voice from uh, a podcast, right? One of the podcast episodes, fed it to, the, to it. Yeah. Less than a minute, I cloned my voice, I give it any text, five seconds, boom, it reads out exactly like my voice. Anything I give it yeah. to. Scary thing, by the way, I just saw it yesterday. I was watching a video on Incognito, I'll see how it looked, and I got an advertisement. So It was like Elon Musk talking in a camera with an AI voice, saying that he sold all his Tesla shares to buy this specific coin. It was an advertisement on fucking YouTube. Yeah. And and they were like promoting a certain coin, like it was yeah. obviously a scam, but it's Deep pretty fake. crazy. Yeah, yeah, but it's also for companies like Google and YouTube to, to people are using the, those things to also uh, yeah yeah do evil things, you know. So it's, it's a big it's crazy. a big safety concern right now. They also this thing that on TikTok that went viral with Joe Rogan. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, with the deep fake promoting some supplement or something as well. They cloned his voice and everything. Yeah. It's, I think now companies are going to really, I mean, they already are. And it's like, it's a safety concern that we've been warned about and that everyone has been talking about, but now we're seeing it firsthand, the power of it. Yeah, but we will probably get an AI decoder or something, some tool. I think there probably can, already is. Yeah, they can analyze like, hey, is it the deep fake? Hey, is this voice fake? Probably, probably some elements to it you can, you can see. The battle of AI. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah it's tool. exciting, yeah, yeah. I think. Another tool that I've been using is called DID. What kind of uh, tool is it? So <laughs> the video that I made on my channel is basically, I first created uh, a Pixar looking avatar of myself. So I fed it a picture of myself. And then I said, hey, based on this picture, create a Pixar looking mm. avatar. And it did. And I was handsome. <laughs> and then what I did, I took that image and I put it into DID, right? And what DID does, it animates the, the, um, the avatar. So it moves the head, the eyebrows, like all the mimics ah, of yeah. the face. Comes to so, life. Yeah, it comes alive. The, the thing that I just created of myself, a Pixar avatar. And then I use 11 labs to create um, the a soundtrack yeah. of whatever I wanted it to say. And then I just, imp just connected that to the, to the DID. And boom, I have a Pixar-looking avatar 
animated saying exactly in my voice what I wanted to say. And to link it back to YouTube, that could be like a personality attached to a fully automated YouTube channel. Yeah. Like it's that's amazing. like the host. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's called like VTubers. Colin and Samir covered it in one of their shorts. It's like, yeah, VTubers, virtual YouTubers. So, and, and crazy thing is there's demand for it. So people watch it. Yeah, especially children. You know, they, they watch like TV shows, all cartoons. And now their cartoons right. are, are alive on, on internet with new episodes coming out every day and playing their favorite game. And like children or kids don't mind. But people also watch anime of our age. I never get that, but people watch it. I never watched anime. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But like there is certainly demand for it. So yeah. yeah. But um, I think that's a very interesting concept of creating a like a virtual YouTuber, giving it a personality, like like, and then creating content around that personality. Yep. And maybe maybe that and, person reacts to videos or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I there's one example. It's like a, a digital cat. It looks like a cat. I saw that one. I saw that. Oh, one. you saw that one, and uh, it's reacting to videos, and it, it's is, monetized. Is there, the channel is there a person behind that cat who is talking? Uh, I don't know, but it could it could be a AI voice because the voice is, it looks re it sounds really fake because it's a cat, so it's a very high pitched voice. So I think it's AI, um, and the channel is monetized, so that's crazy. Um, yeah, and you can basically make unlimited content. So, yeah, yeah you're not really limited by anything. Create no, oh an yeah, and, and what, I, what I wanted to say is if you eventually build a successful channel, it's very easy to sell the channel because you're building a digital asset that's fully automated and fully separate from yourself. Right. And someone would ask, okay, but like if it's fully automated, you know, if it's creating content and generating you revenue, like profit, then why would you want to sell it? Yeah, of course, but still, like if you're getting so good at thinking of creating personalities and building up the systems, like right. it's it's basically your with AI you can build like build like multiple companies very seamlessly. If you know what you're doing, like still YouTube is still very hard, of course. Um yeah, but it, it's hard. definitely making things a lot easier the upcoming months, years. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's so interesting to see how the next six to twelve months are going to evolve. And <laughs> I think to uh, to close this up, I want to um, uh, talk about this interesting point here is that, you know, so everyone is super excited about, you know, this AI and, you know, I open up my YouTube, all the videos recommended are like that. Obviously, that's showing what I'm yeah. interested in as well. But, you know, looking back on the past, you know, several years, we had the crypto hype, right? Everyone was It's like, still there. I have no idea. I don't follow it. But like it, it, people don't talk about it too much. So to me, it seems that like <laughs> it's not that hot anymore. But, you know, crypto was hot and everyone was like, dude, you don't understand. This is the future of financing. This is how we're going to do it. Right. And it was like everywhere. Anywhere you go, anyone you talk to is like, oh, you got any crypto? <laughs> right. And then it's like NFTs. Right. And all this. So. And now we're seeing the same thing with AI, right? But this has actually utility, in my opinion, right? In my opinion, crypto has no utility, but like AI actually is a game changer. But, 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 I want to emphasize one important thing, and that is called the Gartner hype cycle, okay? It's called the Gartner hype cycle. So 
what is this thing? Well, this thing is basically a concept. And this concept states that when new technology comes along, humans tend to overreact in the short-term benefits it offers. Proponents of the new tech cast it as panacea, which then sets the tech up to spark imaginations and create unfair expectations. Typically, the new tech is little more than slightly applied science and therefore fragile or needs time for humans to understand how to harness it to change long-standing paradigms. The thought leaders at Gartner coined the term the hype cycle and graphed the concept. So if you actually search up you know, Gartner hype cycle, you'll be able to see what I mean. It looks like, you know, it spikes up and then it dies out and then it kind of plateaus, right? So uh, typically expectations go very high before dropping drastically. This all proceeds to the long climb to actual utility of the tech is achieved broadly. For example, in September of 2022, NFTs are in the trial prior to the slower and more steadily climb to actual utility. Okay, so does that make sense? Yeah, I think so as well, because right now, like when ChatGPT came out, everybody used it, but not for everybody it's as useful. Like if you're just working a regular job, you can do some emails with it maybe, but it's not likely you're going to use it. So I think a lot of people that can't use it in the daily life, they're not using it anymore. But if you're like in the script writing and that kind of stuff, I think you should still have more value or, or like out of, you can get more value out of it. So then you can still use it. So I think it makes sense, but once AI will get more features for a wider audience, then I think it will be adopted by more people, but we don't know. Yeah. When. Yeah. Just, just a note, a note of caution. Like it's good to be aware that initially there is going to be a lot of hype and inflated expectation and staying calm and rational and trying to look at things objectively at all the technological advancements happening is I think going to not set you apart, but give you a more, you know, real realistic and objective view of what's actually happening. Like sure, like ChatGPT is amazing and, and this is probably one of the best texts, you know, that we've had ever, right? It's all of the human knowledge and wisdom, you know, <laughs> coming through all the years, right? You can ask it, hey, explain me physics, right? And it took, you know, Einstein or Newton, you know, their whole lives to come up or, or to, you know, think of one concept. And now you can ask ChatGPT, hey, explain me the uh, law of, relativ of relativity, right? And then boom, you have it. But um, yeah, just know that there is going, it's, it's going to peak, right? The expectations of what AI can actually deliver. And then it's going to uh, die down a little bit and then it's going to uh, plateau productivity. But then it's going to start climbing and climbing and climbing. Don't think right now that AI is going to solve all of your problems and that you still, you know, you won't need to go to the toilet in five years. You're most likely you're still going to go to the toilet yeah, in five, I 10 think years. So <laughs> but it is amazing tech for sure. I agree. Let's see uh, what the future holds. All right. Well, Ron, thank you so much for your time. I hope you, you guys too. enjoyed this podcast. And thank you so much for watching, listening, subscribing. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Yes. Bye-bye.